Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Life Hacks podcast on True Story FM. I'm Shelley Boucher. Sometimes life feels like yesterday's stale fast food. It's passable, but do you love it? Well, let's find a way to love life. Here, we explore simple, clever ways to make your life better and less stale. Guests from all walks of life grant insight into their approach to making life more enjoyable, less stressful, and filled with abundance. I am so excited about today's guest. Her name is Alyssa Boyer, and Alyssa is an awesome person. She's a spiritual writer, a guide, a certified Reiki practitioner, and she specializes in working with HSPs, which are highly sensitive people and empaths. Welcome, Alyssa. Hey, thank you so much, Shelly, for having me. I'm super excited to be here and to have this conversation with you today. I'm, I've been looking forward to it all week. And so I really, I just want to jump right in. First of all, did I say HSPs right? Highly sensitive people. Yes, that's correct. Yep. So highly sensitive people, it's a term, it's a personality trait that applies to like 20% of the population. Um, and yeah, the shortened version is HSP, easier and quicker to say. That's great. I, I'm really excited about this too, because I, I'm a pretty sensitive person, but one of my kids, I definitely think falls into that 20%. So um, I'm really interested because I think you're going to help me understand how to deal with her better. But first off, let's hear a little bit more about your backstory and how you learned about HSPs and all that. Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, I've always known I was a very sensitive person. Of course, like I've had, I had the emotional roller coaster, um, always was like one that was quick to cry and like felt everything very deeply, the highs and the lows. When I was a kid, I could be challenging to deal with for my parents for (laughs) sure sometimes. (laughs) Um, So I can empathize there. Uh, And one thing that always sticks out to me is like, I would get very excited by things. I just like felt everything. So when we'd go on family vacations, I'd always get a stomach ache the night before because I was like so excited. Just like I just felt everything a lot. Um, So the way this kind of played out in my life, it sometimes my sensitivity would cause issues because I just was reacting emotionally so strongly to things and I didn't know how to manage my emotions or manage all of the things that I was feeling. And as I got older, I got my first job out of college at a corporate retail company. And it was a very high stress high intensity intensity environment. And I'm a person who's a high achieving person. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do my best. And I began developing severe digestive issues and was under tons of stress all of the time. And this was the time that I realized, or I learned about being a highly sensitive person. There's this book called The Highly Sensitive Person written by Dr. Elaine Aaron. And she's the I believe she's like a psychologist that coined the term and has done tons of research on this trait. And so I learned that I'm part of the 20% that is a highly sensitive person, which means we're taking in so much stimulation from the world around us. We have sensitive nervous systems. Our brains are wired a bit differently. So I was being so impacted by my physical environment because I could feel the stress from other people from all of the deadlines and being rushed all of the time. So it was quite an interesting journey. I find that a lot of highly sensitive people find out that they are that through chronic illness or just, 
you know, life stress, like really getting them down. No, so. There should be some easy internet quiz. So you don't have to have those <laughs> digestive issues. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I think it's such an under, like not well-known thing because the Dr. Elaine Aaron, who wrote the book actually has a, a quiz on her website, but like <laughs> that could help you find out, but like most people don't know about it. So that's why I'm so passionate about sharing about it because once I learned it like changed my life. And now I'm like obsessed with sharing about it because I want other people to learn about it because then you know how to like take better care of yourself. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm really interested in that. I'm going to look up that and hopefully we'll be able to put that quiz in the show notes because we want our listeners to be able to have a greater understanding of it as well. So then once you found out about the fact that you could identify why these things were happening to you and that you were an HSP. What what happened next? During this time, I started working with a holistic doctor to help me with my digestive issues because I had actually been going to several different gastroenterologists who actually could not help me. They were like, I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm sorry. And I was really in a ton of pain. So I started working with a holistic doctor. And what was amazing about him is he helped me learn how to manage my emotional stress and understand the root causes of a lot of the stress I was under. So in working with him, I really began to see the connection between um, managing my stress and taking really good care of myself. So eating healthy, like not having so much sugar, making sure I was meditating, moving my body, like simple things like that are super essential especially for sensitive people. So just to give some more context, like if you're highly sensitive, you're going to be more impacted by like stimulants like caffeine, alcohol, and sugar, just to name a few. So I learned once I knew I was highly sensitive, I learned how those impacted me and I had to reduce my consumption. And I saw such an improvement in my anxiety, thus improving my digestive issues. But those are the good vices, Alyssa. Darn it. I I know. I know. And I say in, it's like in moderation. Like I still have a cup of coffee. I still enjoy a glass of wine. But it's just like you got to be mindful. But yeah, they are the good things. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's good. I'm so glad that you were able to find that with yourself. And that kind of jumps us right over to some of the life hacks that you have, like those things you do every day that help you assess. Let's talk a little bit about that. I am non-negotiable when it comes to my morning routine. Like I just believe in setting yourself up for success for the day so that you're not reacting so emotionally to things that happen to you, but rather like you're kind of like putting on an armor for the day so that you can be more in a response state instead of a reaction state. So for me, I meditate every single morning and I know meditation isn't everyone's cup of tea, but having some sort of like quiet contemplative uh, practice of some sort helps so much. So I meditate for 10 to 20 minutes every day. Even five minutes would work though to somebody who's new. I always do a low impact workout of some sort, just 20 minutes, just to get the excess energy out of my body, just to like help me feel really calm and grounded as I move into the day. And then I always journal, just like getting the thoughts out of my head. So it's very simple, but I find that being able to ease into your day, especially as a sensitive person is like key. It's also like one of the parts of being sensitive is that we get really stressed when we are, when we're rushed around. So my greatest life hack truly is maybe getting up a little bit earlier, but setting myself up for a nice, calm, 
like eased in way to my day. So you can like build that base to have the rest of your day. That way, no matter what comes at you, you're ready. Exactly. Like I've put on my armor for the day. Like I know I took care of myself the best I could to be in my day. What I really like about that is because even though you're saying put on an armor, it's like at the same time, because you've given yourself that base to be balanced on, hopefully you're still opening yourself up to the things that are going to come to you today, but they won't knock you over. Would that be a good way to put that? Absolutely. I think the biggest way I like to describe it is like, we're just taking, trying to take control over our own experience as much as we can. Like a lot of people who would say they're very sensitive, it can be easy to fall into like a kind of victimhood feeling about it. Like, oh, well, I'm just so affected by everything around me. And so my thought process with this is like, we're taking control of our experience as much as we can and doing what we can to support ourselves. So now tell me with all like, I would imagine just like there's different kinds of people. Are there different kinds of HSPs? Like, would you say that in general, most HSPs find that they build this base in the morning and have certain techniques or are there other um, ways that people go about it? What, what's been your experience? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a spectrum of like how sensitive you're going to be like that quiz that I referenced. It's, I believe it's out of like 27 questions. I think if you rate over like 15 out of 27 or something, don't quote me on that, but something like that, then you're considered highly sensitive. So some people might check off all 27 things and be very sensitive to everything. Um, So it depends, like everyone's experience is going to be a little bit different. For me, I am very sensitive about my sleep. I am particular about my clothing, like things like that really get to me. Whereas for somebody else, it might be bright lights might really distress them and um, smells might really bother them. They might be really (laughs) sensitive. So everyone's like experience will look a little bit different. I think for every single HSP, having some sort of practice to ease into the day and like check in with yourself and manage your emotions is essential. But I don't find that all of them have that, you know, it took me like getting to an extreme to start adding that into my life. But I do think every single one could benefit from it. Absolutely. I mean, I think that anybody, even if they're not an HSP is probably would be in a good place if they have a specific morning routine that sets them up for success in their day. So and then For me, I have a very busy morning. I have kids and I have to get ready and get off to school. But one of my kids is an absolute HSP, although now I'm going to make her take this quiz. Um, But from my experience, so do you have any techniques for somebody like me who's who's parenting an HSP for ways to help her set herself up for success? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a parent myself, but I have been an an HSP child. So I can see the things that my parents did really well that supported me. I think the number one thing is like letting your child know that it's okay to be sensitive. What I find for so many sensitive people is that they grew up hearing like, suck it up, stop being so emotional, stop being so sensitive. And so that causes people to like, feel shameful about it and like kind of repress that and feel guilty. Um, And it's not like people say that with ill will always, it's just like kind of misunderstood. So one, uh, that's what I would say for sure is like, embrace, like allow that to be okay about them. I would also say like being a grounding, calming space for a highly sensitive person is everything. Like being that person who, even if your child is, being emotionally reactive and you're like, 
not understanding why they're being that way, just kind of reacting in such a calm and grounding way is so soothing. Like my mom was always like that for me, no matter how kind of riled up I would get, she would always be like, just like a calm centered person for me to talk to. And that just felt really safe for me. The main thing for sensitive people is our sensitive nervous system. So like things really do feel very real for us. Like they really are. So it might not make sense to others, but if we can have someone to make us feel safe, that's key. That makes sense. And then this kind of makes me think, too, about when people have um, emotional support animals, which, of course, there's, you know, there's jokes about things like that, like people just saying it's just a support animal so they can bring it on an airplane. For <laughs> but sure. in all seriousness, though, how about something like a pet? Does that help people to feel more grounded? I love my pets, so... Yes, I love that you say that. Yeah, that's definitely a great thing for people to have in their lives, having a pet. Like, I'm really big into learning about how to like ground yourself and make yourself comfort yourself in any ways that you can. And one of the things I've learned is like even just petting your animal is really such a stress relief and so calming. So I would absolutely say that's a benefit. Well, and they can. I think that so often pets can sense when you're upset. So I would think that would definitely be a benefit for people. And I love how on your website you say, you know, sensitivity is a strength. Leaning into that is so key. So, what are other ways that we can lean into it? Let's say later on in the day. So, one of the strengths of being highly sensitive is we tend to be pretty intuitive. And that's because we really have, I just feel like there's less of a filter between ourselves and the rest of the world. Like (laughs) we, you know, it's like we can feel, we can sense when someone's upset, we can sense when, you know, someone wants us to ask them another question. Like we just kind of have that to us just naturally. So one of my favorite things about that is our intuition. So I would say, leaning into that and kind of having fun with that is one of my favorite superpowers. Like the more you kind of let your, get used to your intuition guiding you, the more you can have fun with it and let it just be a playful part of your life. Another thing too, that sensitive people tend to have is really good with seeing little details and noticing patterns that others don't see. Like we have this ability to really make connections that other people might not have noticed because we're just really absorbing a lot of information all of the time. So that's something that you could use in your job and, you know, planning trips or whatever, like just kind of knowing that these are some of the things that come with being sensitive helps you to lean into them and and feel like good about the trait. That's great. Yeah. Just embrace your nature and, and grow from there. I really like that. Now, let's say, though, you know, you're an HSP and you're just having a really, really rough day, you know, maybe work or traffic, something in your personal life. What are some ways, like if you're just past that point where your base is crumbling from the morning, what can you do to bring yourself back to center? So that's definitely very real and you can do all of the things and you still might get to that place. So the key there is you want to cut off the stimulation because you're probably feeling overstimulated by everything. So whether if you can take a little nap, five minutes of closing your eyes, like I'm not a huge napper myself, but just like closing my eyes for a little bit, like cuts off a lot of the stimulation since we're taking in so much through sight. So doing that, maybe it's taking a bath, maybe it's meditating for a few minutes or going for a walk or just shutting off your phone. But the key is to really like 
get away from some of that stimulation to get back to yourself. A lot of, not all HSPs are introverts, but about 70% are. So it would be understandable that being around people is going to be draining. So just having a sanctuary you can go to or practice that, that gets you back to feeling good with yourself. That's great. I'm sure that you really had to go through a lot of self-awareness and processing to get yourself to the place where you're at today, which I think is so admirable. And the fact that you're willing to share it with us is is really cool. So, but tell us a little bit more about um, the Reiki, because I know a little bit about it, but not much. So one, educate us about what it is and then how it applies with HSPs. Reiki energy healing is something I discovered over just the past year, I was new to it as well. I actually went to a Reiki practitioner and had such an amazing experience. And then I learned that anyone can learn how to practice Reiki. So Reiki is a Japanese energy healing modality. And it's something to just be open-minded to because it can be kind of hard to conceptualize. But the idea is everything around us is energy. And when somebody is practicing Reiki, energy healing. They're just tapping into a higher power and allowing that energy really to just move through them and into another person, whether hands-on, like physically hands-on the person, you can also do it virtually. Again, it can be kind of like hard to explain unless you've experienced it. But the idea is that with Reiki energy healing is we have the chakras, the seven chakras, if you're familiar with that. And these are really the energy centers of our body. And the idea is that when we have illness or emotional stress or just anxiety, things things tend to build up in our bodies. So that's why when you get stressed out, you might get a stomach ache or your chest might be tight. So when you receive Reiki energy healing, that energy moves through your body and unblocks those energetic blocks in your chakra system. In your whether it's in your stomach or your heart space or in your head, whatever. Um, and it really is just to open it up and help you feel more grounded and open. It can also help with pain. Like my dad had a migraine. This is like crazy. My dad had a migraine and I was like, dad, let me just like try some Reiki on you. And he's so old school. He's like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Not a believer. And I'm not kidding. Five minutes of it. And it's seriously he like opened his eyes. He's like, Oh my gosh, I seriously do not have a headache. It's crazy. So it's wonderful for HSPs. One, it's a great thing to learn how to do because we're so sensitive to energy. It's something that kind of come na- comes naturally to us to tap in to like a, a higher power. Um, but it's also great because it is such a calming, peaceful experience that it's very gentle, very soothing. So that's why I wanted to learn learn how to do it because I wanted to help the HSPs that I come in contact with every day. I mean, I think if nothing else, one of the biggest things I learned during the year of social distancing during due to COVID and which is still happening was the value of human energy and interaction and how much just having somebody in your same space, how much that means to you. So I can see if just hanging out with somebody has value, how much more value there is in like a a focused exchange of energy, which is sounds like what happens with Reiki, which I really, it's really cool. Yeah, it's very, it's a really cool experience. And every single session is completely unique. Like I do these, I have a membership for HSPs. And so the Reiki healing sessions are one of the offerings that people can add on. So when I've done the one-on-one sessions, it's 
been completely unique and people will tell me, oh, I felt like, or I had this vision or, oh, it felt like my body was tingling. One girl was having trouble sleeping. And after our session, she got the best sleep ever. So it was just like kind of cool to have those experiences. And just, if nothing else, it's just a very relaxing 45 minutes where all you have to do is lay there and enjoy, like that's it. So yeah, it's been really good. Wow. So, and then you talked about it can be virtual, but let's say you were looking for in person, like how, besides, you know, asking Google, is there anything specific that you want to look for in a Reiki healer? Yeah. I mean, you want to make sure they are a certified Reiki practitioner. My, the lineage that I learned was Usui Reiki, which is spelled U-S-U-I, I believe. I have to look at it again. But so you just want to make sure that it is somebody who is a certified practitioner. And I would also say, just like feel out how that person feels to you. You don't want to go to somebody who's going to like try to be your guru or tell you what to do or anything like that, because it's really like the healer should just be kind of like the channel for the energy. And you're really in control of your life and your experience. So you never want somebody to like feel like they're trying to tell you what to do, if that makes sense. It, you just want it to feel good. Yeah. I like the idea that they're not leading you. They're walking with you in, in this energy walk, if you will. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Nice. And so then tell us a little bit about HSPs, like other hacks that they could do. What Maybe, you know, because they're getting back out in the world or things are changing or just maybe if it's a college graduate getting out into the job market for the first time. Are there anything that they can do when it's like those big life changes are coming their way? One, be compassionate with yourself if you are feeling anxious about the world going back to normal, because I do hear that from a lot of people that they actually feel anxious, especially if they are an introverted, sensitive person, they may have found very, felt very comfortable just being at home in their space. So of course, having a practice of being compassionate for yourself, that's so important. I would say a hack there or something to really notice is just like, notice the way you're talking to yourself. Are you judging yourself for feeling a little anxious or stressed? Like if so, remember to like replace those, those thoughts with compassion and remember to like kind of treat the inner child within you with love and, you know, say it's okay that you're feeling scared. That's normal. Like this is a big shift. So that's one, just simply compassion. Another thing that is very important for sensitive people is knowing how to tune into your body and listen to what your body is telling you. And that can really help you when you're job hunting or doing anything, making any life decisions is being able to tap into the sensations in your body. Sensitive people tend to be very visceral, like you get around a person and your chest gets tight and you just kind of know you get a weird feeling about that person. Triggered. Oh, it's the worst. Triggered. Exactly. And so using that as a tool is so helpful. It's like that coupled with intuition can really help you make decisions. Like, so if, let's use the job hunting example for someone fresh out of college. Like if you, I know we can't, don't always have the luxury of being super picky about our jobs, especially with like everything going on. But I do think it's really important for sensitive people to be in an environment that supports them. So when you have that job interview or when you're talking to that potential employer, like tune into what you're feeling in your body. If it feels like easy to breathe and you feel like energized, that's probably a good sign that this is something that 
would be supportive for you or is a good direction to explore. But if you're getting like a stomach ache and you're feeling like hunched forward, like your body is telling you, no, like let's, let's avoid this. This isn't good for me. I love that. I went through a a period where I was in a very toxic professional relationship for a few years and it took a lot of trauma for me to realize like, this is, this is no good. And I definitely had to do a lot of self check-ins. And now that it's in behind, you know, my rear view mirror, I'm like, what was I ever thinking? Like, why didn't I listen to my body? (laughs) Totally. That's how my toxic job situation was as well. Like my boss just triggered me so much. Anytime I would hear his voice or he'd even come into my like sphere, I got a stomach ache. I just, it was so bad. And a lot of times we try to like push through it because I mean, we're like, well, we can't, I can't quit. I need, I need a paycheck, but we try to like force ourselves to stay in these situations that are, are physically not good for us. And it makes me wonder, are we as a society at a place where you can be to your employer like, hey, look, I'm an HSP and I this is how I need to deal with things. Is it it's is it one of those things that we can talk about now or is it still something that we're dealing with in the shadows? Not, you know, to put it in the shadows, but where is it at? I like that you say that. I was just talking about this with someone recently too. I think I think in a perfect situation, it would be something where you can explain to your boss, like your, your experience as being a sensitive person and like what works for you. I think it's just going to depend on your relationship and how you think it can be received. Like if it feels like a situation where you're going to be shut down or your boss isn't going to understand, like, I don't want to say, yes, go out there and go tell them and put yourself in that situation. Um, but if you feel comfortable to do so, I think it can only be supportive. But if it's the latter, if you don't feel safe or comfortable sharing it, then having boundaries and doing all of the work for yourself to support yourself is is key. It makes total sense. And I would think also, even if beyond the workplace, finding um, a community of people who can help you know lift you up, we need that in all aspects of our life. But I would especially think that HSPs would be drawn to other HSPs unless unless that's like kryptonite. <laughs> yes, no, it's so true. That's like one of the reasons I started my community for HSPs was because I wanted there to be a space where we can share things and it's it's like well understood. People are like, oh yeah, same here. Like one of the things I find in common for a lot of sensitive people is like this tendency to people please and like not feel confident speaking up. And for other people that aren't that way, they might not understand like, what do you mean? You can't like, why do you always just say yes to everything? So being in community and being able to share about these experiences is so helpful. And then also sharing tips and tools that have helped like to overcome that because just because we have that tendency doesn't mean we need to stay there. So I think help like sharing is really healing. Absolutely. And I think as a, as a mom of an HSP, I wish there was like a group of moms because my daughter who's an HSP is 14 and in eighth grade, which is, you know, the worst grade ever. But, so, you know, so much of me wants to just be like, trust me, it doesn't matter. Let it go. Which of course is like, working in complete opposition to what she probably needs at the time based on what you're saying. But, you know, as a parent, you're just like, trust me, it won't matter in 20 years. (laughs) Oh, true. Oh, my gosh. And I just think back to me, 14, eighth grade, that is literally like the hardest time ever. So props to parents. Like I, 
you can do your best, you know, but it's, that's hard for anybody. So what can you do? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why I love the idea that you've started these really cool membership groups where people can make like these spiritual connections and um, come together. So tell us a little bit about how that works and all the setup. Yeah. So my highly sensitive person membership. It's a space where every single month I share a new topic that will help highly sensitive people. So it's kind of like, I call them mini workshops. So, uh, this month we're focusing on burnout and helping, like I'm sharing tools and tips to help HSPs avoid burnout or manage it if they're feeling burnt out. Other months I've shared topics or tools around people pleasing, energetic boundaries, tapping into your intuition. So things like that. And along with those little mini workshops, I share a meditation, a a practice video. I love doing like emotional freedom technique tapping. So that's something I share. And then there's like a podcast within the membership as well as monthly members meetings. So in the, those are my favorite part. It's where we, all the members get together on zoom and we journal together and we share our experiences and that's, and we kind of like work through the topic together. And I find that to be so healing because that's the time we're really being honest and sharing what we're, we're going through and no one is judging. And it's a way for us to really form those deep connections with each other. So it's been really fun to see how that's evolved over the past six to eight months, I think it's been now. That's awesome. So to kind of recap and let me know if I'm missing something. I mean, you kind of have yourself set up and you're helping others set up like a like a daily toolkit, right? So what are the, like, let's say there's five tools in the toolkit. Let it be like meditation, journaling, movement. What what would be, what's in your daily toolkit? I love the word to, toolkit. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, so daily toolkit for me, meditation, journaling, Um, I love, yeah, movement. I also love EFT tapping, that emotional freedom technique. So if people aren't familiar, that's like you're tapping on different acupressure points on your body and using, and that kind of allows you to release tension, stress, emotional, like triggers, things like that. So that's a wonderful tool. So I use that a lot. Also just like checking in with my body, like I was kind of sharing and just like knowing how to get quiet and listen to what the sensations in my body are telling me that's a go-to. Um, and also for me, a tool I need is connection. I ha- I'm somebody who has to share how I'm feeling. So whether that's talking to like a good friend or my husband or whatever, I have to have people in my life that I trust that I can share with. I love that. So everybody needs their their toolkit and I'm glad that you're here to help them lead the way. So if people want to find out some more about you and about your membership group, where can they check you out online? I'm the most active on Instagram for sure, which is at Life by Alyssa. I also have my website, lifebyalyssa.com. And then my membership, you can find linked on my website or via my Instagram as well. It's like, it's kind of a long URL. So I just say, (laughs) click on the link in in there and you'll find it. That's called the Highly Sensitive and Soulful Membership. I love that. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today. Oh, thank you. I actually think it would be really fun to have you back. We could go dive more into Reiki or the uh, the tapping because that's that's really interesting to me. And I really feel like those could be their own podcast episode. But we'll definitely include all the things that we talked about in the show notes, especially the quiz and your website and all sorts of things about you. And I love Instagram too, so I'm, I'm going to find you. 
You are so awesome. And thank you so much for being a guest. And um, I would also like to thank everybody for turning into the show. We'll see you next time here at Life Hacks.